You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis, if you're interested in that, contact us at one of at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, it's great to finally see a good old-fashioned romantic action movie. Uh, Man, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner in this new movie called Romancing the Stone was so much fun. And, like, Danny DeVito's character was just this bumbling con man guy that was trying to get after them. And after they're romancing the stone... Wait. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, guys. This is The Lost City. It's the the exact same movie starring Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing Tatum and Daniel Radcliffe as the Danny DeVito character this time around. But it's mm. it's slightly different ish. Um, there's there's some things in here that are obviously very different. But uh, today, yes, we're talking about the Lost City. This is right, and I have with me today to talk about this new movie. Um, I have Bo. Hello. And I have Tessa. Hello. So this is about uh, Sandra Bullock. She plays Loretta, a reclusive romance novelist um, who is kind of giving up on the whole penny novel, romance novel uh, books that she's been writing for a number of years now that she got uh, crazy famous for. And she just doesn't want to do it anymore. She uh, actually lost her husband, I think, about five years beforehand. And she's just not in the greatest place in her life. And the fact that she does these things still that really are not, uh, I guess, pleasing her creatively, she just wants to finally end it. But, of course, her uh, publicist, uh, played by the always wonderful Divine Joy Randolph, um, she says, no, you got to do at least a book tour. Uh, we got to get this because you have so many fans. You got to do it for the fans. So she goes on the book tour in a ridiculous sequence purple dress, uh, which uh, Sandra Bullock is not really wanting to do. It's th- Her character feels very reminiscent of like Miss Congeniality, which I'm sorry, I kind of love that fucking movie. It's so <laughs> much fun. Um, but the funny thing about this is, is that Channing Tatum plays the cover model on all the books of all the Lost City or the Lost City of D books or whatever I forget what they're called. But uh, he plays, uh, well, his character's name on the books is called Dash, uh, but his real name is Alan. And so he uh, is also joining her in like the interview process on the book tour as if he knows what the hell he's talking about. And Channing Tatum always plays a wonderful, delightful doofus, and I... I have just an affinity for those kind of guys, and he plays it top notch in this movie. But he's a a himbo. A himbo <laughs> is the term, the very technical term here, right? Is <laughs> himbo. You. Thank you. Then um, all of a sudden, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Abigail Fairfax, storms in, uh, offers uh, Loretta Sandra Bullock's character uh, a chance at a lifetime to actually find the treasure or this lost artifact that 
he thinks there's like basically coding in her books because her and her husband were, um, I guess, archaeologists beforehand before she started writing these books. And he thinks that there is like basically a map in these books and he wants to utilize her to actually find this lost treasure, these lost artifacts, blah, blah, blah. And I and a wacky and uh, adventure ensues uh, after that. But I'd love to hear what you, Bo, and Tessa think about this. Bo, why don't you lead us off? I I, th- I think it's a little bit harsh to call it a carbon copy of Romancing the Stone, although it relies heavily on elements of that. Uh, sure. If you've seen the movie, you're you're going to be like, oh, this seems familiar. Uh, but I I think it it wears its own sequined pantsuit a little bit differently than Romancing the Stone does, uh, if you will. So this, this movie isn't as good as Romancing the Stone or probably, you know, another good source material would be, uh, kind of the Raiders of the Lost Ark type of thing where you, Mm -hmm. you get two people who are at odds and then all of a sudden they start to notice how incredibly attractive the other one, other one is. And of course that is helped by the fact that, the two people are actually really amazingly attractive uh, in real life, as Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum are. Uh, that being said, I, I don't think this movie really tries as hard as it could on the plot or writing or anything along those lines, but they picked a great cast, and the cast is charming as hell. Um, and the jokes managed to land, I'd say, anywhere from... 60 to 40 percent of the time i was gonna say the same thing about the jokes yeah it's like they they land good enough yeah that's that's a pretty good ratio for a spring romantic comedy uh so yeah i i kind of uh came out of this with a soft spot for it just because i i enjoyed seeing the people and uh i i was kind of in the mood for for something light Sure. Uh, after after having spent three weeks watching Severance, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like right right after watching Batman, I'm just like, all right, let's just uh, have a little uh, you know cleansing of the tongue and the palate there because this is uh, this is some intense movies coming out. But Tessa, what did you think about Lost City? I think uh, more importantly was that uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character Abigail uh, offered her uh, the world's largest cheese plate I've ever seen in my goddamn life. (laughs) Um, And I'm just like, yes, yes, just tuck in, honey. Let's do this. Just keep them talking. Um, Like, shovel in that cheese. Uh, I would also, um, beyond romancing the stone, I would say this is also akin to the 1998 Harrison Ford uh, Anne Hesh vehicle, Six Days and Seven Nights. Oh my gosh, that's right. Very similar plot. Uh, Robin Monroe, a New York Magazine editor, and the gruff pilot Quinn Harris must put aside their mutual dislike if they are to survive after crash landing on a deserted South Seas island. Um, yeah, yeah, There's this, this has been done a, f- a, few t- a fair few times. Uh I I also thought they, the cast was great. Uh, the jokes, I feel like the jokes landed more than 40, 60, I think more like 70, 75%. I feel, I, <laughs> I a lot of the, math in this episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've discussed in other episodes for one of us that, you know, comedy is one of the hardest things to uh, really nail down in any sort of uh, uh, distinct in hard hard way yeah there's there's a lot of interesting characters in this and a few that i don't really recognize like kind of tertiary characters that i mm-hmm. hope get more work after this um because a lot of them were uh, uh quite good um what was I it think one that, that pit guy is gonna go far 
uh, who we haven't mentioned, but uh, uh, yeah, very little known actor, Brad Pitt. Uh, oh yeah, a, a good device. Yeah, I think he's going to be a, a big star someday. Um, He'll probably marry Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yeah, his character Jack Trainer. <laughs> Jack Trainer. There is a point where uh, Channing Tatum he has the idea to go and save Sandra Bullock, who's obviously been kidnapped and. <clears throat> He uh, doesn't know exactly what to do because he is inept. He's just really a pretty guy. And yep. so he calls out to his like Pilates yoga instructor guru guy, Jack Trainer, uh, played by Brad Pitt, who says, like, I'm on it. I'm going to be there. Fine. I'm going to be I'm going to be right there for you. Like, OK, yeah, who apparently is like some kind of extremely skilled ex CIA spook and knows right. what the hell he's doing. So th- this is where I I was definitely down with the movie so far at this point when Brad Pitt gets in there and he's in it a lot more than I thought he was going to be. And, uh, but like, I thought it was going to be seriously like a scene or two and like, that's about it. I mean, more or less, but it's a little bit more than I thought. So the thing is though, Brad Pitt's character, uh, ends up coming in and like trying to save the day and, uh, they're almost out of there. And then something, let's say dramatic happens uh, to say the least. And that actually, that moment I thought that the movie was going to take a darker, more edgier t- turn, um, but really? it, yeah, well, because the the way that that actual dramatic scene is shot, I was like, whoa, okay, this is a little I mean, shocking. I'll admit, yeah, the it's it's a it's a breathtaker. Uh, yeah, to, to yeah, but like, I don't know. There was there was never at any point I was like, oh, here's where the you know here's where it gets dark and gritty. Like this is. This movie uh, is is uh, an inflatable uh, bear. <laughs> it's like it yeah. just doesn't uh, feel like it, it ever has any edge. Yeah. After that, it, it goes back to the the normal tropes uh, that you've seen before in, in in all the movies we've been mentioning so far. And I I think that uh, the directors Aaron Nee and Adam Nee, the brothers, they uh, I I've seen that like they've done a few short films here and there, and then they've I think they've actually directed like two other features that are other like low budgets, but it. It looked like they had a lot more chances to take, well, chances in those other films, like the topics that they're going for. And here it's very just run of the mill, like directed, nothing like that surprising really in the end. Like you said, Bo and and Tessa, like the the jokes are there, but they're not like constant and it's not the most well-written thing in the world. But I think that the the charisma from all the, the, at least the top actors, just carry this the entire time. And, uh, you know, I I really wanted to see uh, a little bit more of, um, I don't know, maybe even like more physical comedy uh, from like Channing Tatum. Like he does a few things in there that are like, I think are hysterical, but uh, like the leeches, there's the leeches scene. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some obvious reasons why we're, we're spending more time with uh, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock than anyone else. But they could have given Daniel Radcliffe a lot more to do in this movie. Not that he has a, not that he's carrying a small load by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, but like <laughs> he was, he did a really good turn. It, you know, it's it's yet another notch in Daniel Radcliffe's. Like, uh, yeah, I was Harry Potter, but now I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be weird. Uh, yeah, that's a lot more fun. And uh, this was like, I think one of the first times he's he's really playing kind of a heavy. Um, and he looked like he was having a blast. And I could have easily have seen more of that. Well, how about Bo? How about you lead the way into our final thoughts? I'm sure. Um, you know, uh, much like this movie, I don't have any deep thoughts. <laughs> <that are final. laughs> 
you know, I I kind of when I when I came out and they asked me for my comment, uh, I'll, I'll reserve or I'll give that for my my final thoughts, which is this movie is a lot like Channing Tatum's character, which is uh, you know, really klutzy and kind of bad at his job, but charming enough so that you don't really mind all that much. Uh, and, and yeah, that, that's what I got. I was, uh, like I said, I was kind of looking for something a little lighthearted, and this movie gave me pretty much exactly what I expected, which was like, ah, two charming people pretending to fall in love, and a, a, a good uh, character actor who's uh, uh, being the bad guy. Um, and then some funny comedy jokes, generally. So, you know, <laughs> if, if that's what you're looking for, this is a good thing to see. If it's not, stay away. Uh, you know, I, I definitely don't think this is a must-see movie, but yeah, if you're, if you're looking for one of those kind of brain chillers that occasionally, as the weather gets warmer, we all do look for, uh, this might be your, uh, might be your pony. Uh, I give it, uh, I give it seven, uh, out of ten purple sequins. <laughs> Great, Tessa. Yeah, I... Uh, very much enjoyed this way more than I thought I was going to. Um, I I had seen like an interview with Sandra Bullock on um, on was it the night show? Colbert was interviewing her. I mm. always forget which which show he's on now. Late late the night, tonight, I think. Late night with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Well, he said that uh, it was fun and stupid, and <laughs> <laughs> and she got mad. She got real mad. Um, <laughs> like you could tell he like stuck his foot in it, but uh, whatever. Um, but it's accurate. This is uh, a good time. It's, it's very, uh, Tomb Raider meets Miss Congeniality, uh, maybe a bit more, uh, of the latter than the former. Um, I feel like this movie is a lot like her sequin jumpsuit. It's very shiny and fun. And, um, you know, you kind of wish there was a bit more like room to move your hips around. I don't know. Whatever. That's a terrible <laughs> metaphor. Um, Yeah. I, I, I can't really fault the casting, um, the writing. Yeah, I probably would have appreciated a bit more in the archaeology sort of like puzzly bits instead of us being like, oh, yeah, obviously the tears mean like someone's weeping. So there's like a waterfall or something like that's a little obvious and on the nose. But whatever. They had to get the plot going, I suppose. And, um, you know, they, they weren't exactly the brightest bulbs. Uh, in the pack, uh, all of them across the board a little bit. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I'm probably going to give this uh, also 7 out of 10. Uh, I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 precariously positioned uh, tiny, tiny cars. What was that? A Mini Cooper? What was that thing? Mini tiny Cooper. Yeah. Oh, it was a Mini Cooper. Oh, my God. Um, so I, I got to see this at the, at South by a few weeks ago now, and they're all there, I guess, sans, uh, Channing Tatum, uh, not to humble brag or anything, <laughs> but you could have already heard my review of this on infestation that South by Southwest at 2022 this year. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I kept on thinking about, and just the same as you guys, I, I went in going, thinking that I was just going to like, hate this, like, this is not going to be my type of movie at all. And it, it definitely surprised me where it was a lot more lighthearted and fun than I thought it was going to be, again, carried by the charisma of Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. But I was looking at it and thinking about like, gosh, I wonder what if this was put into uh, directors that I really love, like Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, 
And I was just taking a look at some uh, information about this where the screenplay was written by also uh, one of the Knee brothers, but Oren Uziel, and he wrote 22 Jump Street. And I was like, oh, okay, I see some of the threads here, other than like Channing Tatum, of course, but I see where there's some of the jokes that are there, but it, it feels like that there was like too many cooks in the kitchen, maybe with the writing and just made it a little bit too safe. But that's the, what I really wanted to see. I wanted to see something just a little edgier. And it was just like almost getting there. The the 60% of the time was like, ah, I, I see you movie, but I don't see all of you just yet, which is unfortunate because I think Sandra Bullock could be a hysterical uh, actor. So I, I, I wanted more for this, but in the end, I'm glad that um, you know I saw it. It's fun. You'll probably see it on TNT constantly at some point in the future because <laughs> it seems like one of those movies. So I'm going to give it uh, six out of ten uh, leeches. They were definitely on Channing Tatum's butt. 